Hello and welcome to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. This show is about artistic inspiration and the creative process. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thank you to all the patrons who make this show possible. To learn how you can join and support the show, head over to patreon.com slash Music. Let's begin. All right. I'd like to welcome to the show, Taylor Fredericks. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really, um, really excited to have a filmmaker on the show. Uh, this is, you know, I've kind of started this show to talk about different kinds of creatives and how different art forms are, are made. And, you know, uh, I think I would be really missing out if I didn't have a filmmaker on. So I'm really glad that Ryan Monahan recommended uh, reaching out to you. Uh, great dude, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The great dude. Great musician. Love yeah. the guy. Yeah, but he, he connected us and you're actually honestly the first person I haven't like met before <laughs> before we had this like Zoom interview, which is really an interesting thing. But uh um yeah, man, let's let's get right into it, man. What have you been doing during like all this quarantine time to to stay creatively busy? Oh man, I think uh ever since COVID hit, um had a lot of free time on my hands so i just been doing a lot of uh i started my own web series uh jimmy r curio beer connoisseur which is um just pretty much a uh variety show web series um that revolves around this beer connoisseur from chicago <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah he's yeah. uh we've got we've been getting a lot of uh sponsorships from austin breweries a bunch of different austin breweries and they've been donating their beer to us and we've been placing it into our little episodes we've done we've done like a cooking episode soap opera episode these little short film thriller we did a halloween episode horror things was, like i just watched that that shit was amazing <laughs> Dude, so it was it was it's a good time man uh we got this one that we're actually working on right now that we started shooting a couple of weeks ago and it's this uh it's a mockumentary shopping cart racing episode so it's very like drive to survive meets rebel without a cause like it's 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 gonna be goofy and we've got a lot of a really good talented uh cast and crew on this on this episode so i'm pretty stoked about it did you ever see the old-timey show supermarket sweep Dude, I've been I, I, every time I bring up that show, I know that they just came out with a new one with uh, what I, Leslie Jones. I, I didn't think know that. I didn't. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. They came out. They ended up rebooting the show. And uh, dude, I used to. I grew up with Supermarket Sweep, dude, bro. Killing. Like that was that was my shit. <laughs> that's well. That's where my head went when you talked about that. I was like, I'm just imagining people like grabbing a bunch of hams off the shelf and throwing <laughs> carts. Yeah, dude. So imagine, imagine like. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. So like, it's kind of, it's very kind of like fast and the furious as like, so imagine like, I don't know if you ever, have you ever seen drive to survive on uh Netflix? Unfortunately, F one F1, F1 formula series. I, I, I honestly, I haven't even really seen it, but like my, uh, my buddy, um, who's also, um, directing it, Matias, he, uh, he got a lot of inspiration for this episode from that show. And so it's like, it's like F1 formula racing, but we pretty much took that kind of concept and created this shopping cart racing. Cause it's like, it's so funny. Cause it's like, so now this is like this, we're doing this like underground, like shopping cart racing league that nobody, you know, <laughs> like it's supposedly like sponsored and like this big thing. And we made it this big thing. And Jimmy's like this, uh, you know, trying to up and come, he's coming up from the underground of Chicago and he's, 
he's trying to make a name for himself in the in the league and he's got this rival who's sponsored by target and like <laughs> it's so stupid oh i love i love that kind of stuff man it's uh it's a vibe that i get about you that i hope you take the right way because i i i look at it as a huge compliment i I always loved the comedy of like just silliness, like Mm -hmm. just straight up, just like not taking yourself that seriously, just like putting something ridiculous out there. Oh yeah. I love that shit, man. Like I think to me, Conan O'Brien is like one of the best of all time at doing that crap. And Mm -hmm. I love every second of it. Like there's never a time when I watch anything he puts out and I'm like, uh, but like, dude, I get the same vibe from you, man. You just like, (laughs) you have these thoughts and you're like, let's make it happen. And then you do, (laughs) which is really cool. Yeah. It's fun, dude. That's the thing. Is like I grew up with, you know, Saturday Night Live. I grew up with totally. like all, you know, all classic Sandler stuff, Chris Farley. Like that's my my go-to. And I, even with this like Jimmy stuff, I really feel like I've found what I've been passionate about and what I enjoy writing. It's like, of course, I've written a lot of different types of genres and when it comes to my films, but it's like I feel like comedy is – Something I don't know. I just like because it's like it's like I can be so stupid with it, and I can just be so off the wall, and because it's yeah. like that's yeah, that's my you know that's my humor, that's kind of my personality, and you know just thinking of the remote most ridiculous shit and just you know making it come to life, and it's it's fun, dude. I love it. I'm I guess so. I'm wondering because I've talked to uh, comedians on this show before, and uh, one of them has a bunch of characters like this, and like her main one. Um, uh, her name is Kim Stacy. Her and Becky Joe O'Neill. Becky Joe O'Neill host a show called um, Comedians Interviewing Musicians, and she okay. Kim comes out with this different character every time, and it's really funny. But like her main one, she said it's kind of based off someone that she knows from like her hometown, and like she's like, I know this person, and I just like overdid it. Like, is that the same vibe for you? Like, do you know Jimmy, <laughs> like from back like, home or something? Because I, I mean, like, I know you're from the Midwest. Yeah, I'm I'm from Indiana and uh of course I've been to Chicago many times and like Jimmy is a Chicago Bears, Chicago Cubs fan, and that's what I am personally in my oh. own life. I grew up with that. <laughs> and like so it's like it's like okay, it's perfect. I was like, you know, I've never been, you know, a Colts fan and anything like that. I honestly I can't stand the Indianapolis Colts. Um, but like I've always been a Chicago <laughs> fan. <laughs> yeah. I've always been a Chicago <laughs> fan growing up. And so like, and it was just like, I don't know, I guess, you know, coming from like the old Saturday Night Live and like, you know, a uh, super bears. fan and you know, stop bears, stop bears, you know, Kill like that, that's the kind of, that's the kind of shit that I love. And like, yeah, you know, kind of taking that, even like that Dan Aykroyd approach to it and just, uh, I don't know, I just kind of went with it. I thought it was fun. And like, you know, I had this whole backstory made up for Jimmy and it's, 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 it's dumb and I love it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's the, that's the thing. Like you're you're thinking about it deeper it seems than i have this really silly idea you've also created a character around this guy um obviously he's very passionate about beer um that's a huge mm-hmm. thing that keeps coming up um is that something that you're passionate about or is this something you're kind of exploring through this character like honestly like jimmy is kind of like um kind of like another version of myself deep down inside that I don't really don't really uh, tend to show kind of like that uh just kind of like that other side that's just really off the wall goofy doesn't really give a shit what anyone thinks and says and that's kind of honestly kind of how I wish to live my life most of the time and like so it's like kind of my own Jimmy's kind of my own persona uh you know that the other side of me that I you know 
I guess that alter ego. And it's just like, um, I don't know, like, like the whole backstory is like, ever since I, you know, we got some breweries up in Indiana and we got some really good breweries, but it's not, I'm from Fort Wayne. And it's, I mean, like they got more in Indianapolis and whatnot, but like coming down here, there's so many breweries in Austin and there's yeah. so many amazing breweries and, uh, and it's crazy. And so like the backstory is just like, he comes from Chicago and he's an, he's an aspiring actor from Chicago and he tries, he doesn't, he can't make it in Chicago as an actor. So he ends up moving to Austin to try to pursue something. And so like his whole backstory is he ends up working at a grocery store in Chicago. And so then when he doesn't make it as an actor there, he moves to Austin. And of course he starts working at HEB and uh, he loves the beer selection they have. He gets introduced to these local craft beers. And then all of a sudden he's like, screw it. You know, if I can't become an actor, then I'm just going to create my own web series. So it's kind of like this very meta type of situation that we're kind of going with Jimmy. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. Um, so when it comes to filmmaking, you know, I know it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of stuff that people um, may never really think about. It's something everybody consumes every day. They watch mm-hmm. Netflix or even they see a commercial. They don't even realize, you know, that that's days of production sometimes for the 30-second thing that they're seeing, sometimes even longer than that, you know, and just tons of work and preparation and all that stuff. And I know it's a lot of work, and I know that sometimes it probably feels thankless in a lot of ways, like a lot of creative pursuits, you know, why do you do it? What makes you what makes you come back to it all the time and spend your time this way? Um, it's just I don't know. It's just something that I'm really passionate about. And it's just like, um, you know, I'm I moved to, I moved to Austin to kind of pursue that because it's like it's like you know, and I'm not I don't want to sit here and talk trash about my hometown, but like it's just like it's I didn't want to get into that mindset of because I know so many people that had the same mindset of like so many talented individuals that just want to like that when the going gets tough they you know, they, they quit and they settle down, they have a family and, you know, they work this nine to five job. Cool. you know, if that's what you really want to do, but it's that's something I didn't want to do. I wanted to pursue what I was passionate about and really make a living off of it and really try to do something with it. And so it's like, I moved down here to Austin to pursue that. And it's like, you know, I've already gotten this far to do that. I've already, you know, networked with so many talented individuals in this town um, on d- so many different aspects of art and everything. And it's just been something that I've really enjoyed and really wanted to just, I guess, immerse myself in. And I, you know, I've gotten this far. I don't want to give up. I want to keep going. It's like, yeah, there's always going to be that that fork in the road. There's always going to be that those moments of struggle. And, uh, I know a lot of people are feeling it, especially at this point. And it's, and I, and I am too, but it's like, yeah, you know, trying to get past that, trying to get those hurdles and like, you know, continue doing what you're loving to do, but there's always going to be those little things that you need to find. That's like, okay, well, it didn't work out this particular, this particular way. Well, let me try something else to help do and help make it happen. You know, there's always other ways to help make it happen. And so it's like the filmmaking is like, okay, we've created a lot of films and with all, a lot of my buddies back home and I moved here and we started doing the Jimmy stuff. And first time I've ever done a web series, um, which is, it's a lot of, a lot of fucking work. Yeah. And, um, but it's, uh, but, you know, it's something different and something, you know, never really pursued a web series, never really pursued, you know, something that was straight comedy, never really networked with, you know, the breweries or, you know, other businesses that really help sponsor these episodes. It's, it's just it's a whole new thing. And it's always you can always keep growing. You can always be better. 
Yeah, I guess that's something I would, you know, you kind of hit on this, like the kind of networking with breweries and stuff, because, you know, there's the behind the scenes stuff that has to be going on of like, okay, how do you choose what beers go on an episode? Is it something that you really like? Is it something that you're interested in? I know I, I've noticed the ones that I've watched. It's always like this beer is really good. It, like in your, I'm not even going to do an impression because I would do it no justice. But like you know, you you Jimmy seems to love every beer that he has. So like, mm-hmm. is that is that like do people approach you? Do you find these beers? Like how does that work? A lot of it, um, a lot of it just comes down to uh, me reaching out to the breweries um, and. Uh, starting a conversation, starting a dialogue with these breweries to make it happen. A lot of times it's like, okay, well, we have the idea. Um, most of the time it's been, we have this idea for an episode. It's like, okay, well, what would work? What kind of beer would work well with this episode or this concept? Like, uh, like for instance, um, talking about Ryan, um, he ended up, since he works at Live Oak Brewing, um, he was able, we did a cooking episode and I was like, okay, well, what would be more hilarious to do a Chicago style beer brought, but a Jimmy's Jimmy's take on it, you know, being from Chicago, using it in Austin brewery. I was like, okay, well, what can we do with these, with these brats? Let's, let's soak these brats in a, in a beer, make it a beer brat. What would be perfect? Big bar beer from live Oak, you know, it's an yeah. amber beer. It works great with it. Yeah. So we ended up, you know, it's those kind of things. Like we just did the Halloween episode. Um, we had independence brewing, um, help sponsor the beer for that they came out with their um freak power beer and i was like okay freak power blood orange half of i was like okay blood orange yeah all right it's halloween like yeah yeah let's (laughs) let's do it we had because i had this like halloween concept written months ago and so i was like okay i'm i'm ready for it to come and then just reach out to the breweries hey can you you know supply us with uh you know some beer to put on the show which you know i do all the product shots for them um, you know, and it's, and I, I, you know, hopefully at some point we can start getting like actual sponsorships to fund these episodes. Cause that's a lot of money, you know, it's a lot of money that's coming out of my pocket, yeah. you know, to, to really make these happen for promotional and advertising and all that. So like having the free beer, that was the first step when we started Jimmy, I was like, Hey, if we can at least start getting free beer, that's the first step. The next step is hopefully we can start getting some money to actually fund these bigger projects, like, you know, the carding episode that we're doing. And like, so it's like, you got breweries that, you know, Hey, here's some beer. And we've gotten breweries that have supplied us with a case of beer or, you know, like, like, what was it? We did episode 10, which was the Epic playlist from circle brewing. And I remember when I first saw that can, I was like, man, this is, it's a nineties style label. I was like, how about we do like a Wayne's world? type episode you know it's very it's already you know it's already set up on a couch in front of the table something that jimmy's already used to bring my buddy jared on you know and we'll just sit there and we wrote this script and kind of went along this whole 90s theme we had our buddy my buddy joey at stardust vintage supply us with these clothes and stuff and to make it look real you know and yeah it was it's it's been a lot of fun man that's so cool man it's yeah that's a cool way to stay busy and like probably not have to be around that many people right now, which is a weird, you know, it's a, kind of a weird thing to balance of like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to create, but I don't really want to be around people because of, yeah. the pit. you know, it's like a weird, mm-hmm. weird thing to have to consider this year and stuff. You're right. But, you know, it seems like a really, really good project and, and it's, it's really funny. Like I'm definitely enjoying it and I'll, I'll <laughs> I keep watching it, and I hope that uh, the listeners of the show will go check it out. Uh, how, so Jimmy Arcurio, 
uh, just search for that on YouTube or how do they I mean, find you can go it? on YouTube or you can just go, I set up a domain. So jimmyarakiro.com, it'll take you right to the YouTube page itself. Nice. Um, we actually just released a, a new segment called arts and crafts where I got with my buddy Cody, who's from Fort Wayne. Yeah. Great. He's, yeah. he's got his, thank you, man. He's got his own, he's got his own podcast where he's, he's a graphic designer. He's got his own podcast where he talk, he dissects album artwork. And like, he's, he's been a good buddy of mine for years now. He was a musician way back when, um, I, he still is but like we used to play shows and stuff together and he's done like all my movie poster design all my movie posters he designed the jimmy logo like he's i was like hey dude let's let's do something he wanted to be a part of jimmy and it's like hey man let's do like an arts and crafts type thing where we drink craft beer and talk about the artwork on the can you know and it's become this little nice little thing and um yeah i I thought it was uh it's been fun and so it's trying to think outside the box trying to get more segments release more content that's the that's the goal of it yeah, and I mean, I think that's uh, an important thing to think about when you're thinking about collaborating with people because, you know, I don't know who had the idea first of like, let's talk about the art on the cans, but like, who better to have than someone who talks about art on a podcast already and mm-hmm. probably knows just endless amount about that stuff. Like, you could spend your time going out and learning that stuff, taking a class or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, but like, sometimes it just makes more sense and it's more fun to just have yeah. somebody you like just come come like <laughs> help you out with this stuff you know yeah, and like the- it's and it, it's it's really cool man it, it's cool to see collaboration like that happen in like a smart and fun way you know um but i think you know to creatives out there like thinking about collaborating i think that's you know yeah it's just something to consider like yeah you could go out and learn all this stuff and like you know probably eventually be your own little expert on beer can art or something or mm-hmm. You could ask your buddy who already knows all that stuff. And have That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Jimmy, like, Jimmy's Jimmy's just the beer guy. It's like, hey, he'll drink beer all day and he'll love dude, the shit out of it for whatever I, it is. I relate. But like, I relate to Jimmy there <laughs> on that one. So it's like, yeah. So it's like, you're exactly right. So like, yeah, bring somebody who knows what they're talking about when it comes to art. That way they can kind of collab because it's like Jimmy's the beer guy. Cody's the art guy. Let's collab. Let's make something happen. Absolutely, man. Um, so yeah, something I've noticed, uh, just from talking to you today and just from kind of seeing the just wide variety of content that you've had. And I know you're a musician, you're a filmmaker, you you've made this character web series, um, you know, all this stuff. It just seems like you're, you're kind of like me where it's like, you want to work on a lot of stuff at once. And like, I know some people get really laser focused on one thing and they just really put all their eggs in that basket. I've done stuff like that before. It just never really seemed to be the way to like, be actually good at that thing even like it helps me to focus on a lot of things and then when i have time for that one thing it like is better because i'm more like i just like it's limited time and then Mm -hmm. like i'm like okay i gotta like get this thing done i gotta write this song like uh you know i gotta get this from point a to being a finished product in this amount of time because i have all these other things that i have to work you know i don't know do you feel are you just a restless person that wants to do a lot of things or is there like some other thought behind that kind of thing? Or do you just like to stay busy? Like what, what's the deal with that? I think a lot of it is um, a kind of a, a mixture of different things. It's like, it's like, I like to stay busy. And if, if I could stay busy doing something creative or something that I am passionate about, like, you know, like, like I said, music was something that I really pursued and really tried to make something out of. And then I kind of just, you know, uh, you know, after doing, you know, really pursuing that for like 14 years of my life, I, you know, I felt like I was just kind of hitting this lull and I wasn't getting to where I wanted to be. And I was kind of getting burnt out. 
And so it's like, okay, pursue f filmmaking. And then I ended up, you know, doing the Battle of ATX, you know, just doing covering rage songs. And uh, so it's kind of itching that scratch a little bit, you know, but also not like, okay, I want, you know, it's like, okay, instead of making original music, because it's like I'm, I'm more creative on the aspect of original filmmaking than I am with music anymore. Um, so it's like, okay, well, let me play, you know, music with, for, you know, bands music that I love and, you know, people also other people love and relate to and possibly make a little bit of money out off of it and just have fun doing it, you know? And so it's yeah. just, I guess, trying to be involved with a bunch of different things. It's like, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm just a creative guy and I like doing, you know, everything I possibly can to, you know, itch whatever creative scratch is happening at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Just kind of going with that. I definitely want to talk about uh, your film and in a moment. Uh, and every I end every every episode with kind of talking about uh, just one piece of art, really focusing on one thing that um, each creative has come out with and released. Um, so I got to watch uh, and in a moment. I thought it was a great great film. Um, so much so much went into this. So much love went into this film, um, and I can tell. Uh, but yeah, I guess like for my listeners, like what would be your like elevator pitch about this movie? Um, Let me describe it. Well, it's really just it's an indie drama about a relationship. And I mean, it's it's your basic. I mean, I wouldn't say your basic relationship indie drama, but it's like it's it. I, I've always been a big fan of indie dramas like Blue Valentine, Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Mind. And it's like it's it revolves around these two characters, one of them being this recovering alcoholic um, who's just who wants to be loved. He feels like he's lost and he ends up meeting, he ends up meeting this, uh, this girl who's, who's also broken um, herself. And uh, so they just kind of fall for each other, but they're also dealing with their own personal struggles and the way that they, you know, complement each other, even though they are two broken people, they still find, they still find that love and happiness within each other to really help build each other up. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's really cool to see that relationship develop. I mean, from kind of the uh, well, one thing I noticed, kind of in something I've talked about a lot on this show, is um, kind of how things start, how things come out, and what I noticed with with your work, at least in this movie in particular, there's kind of a lot of like sort of like we're gonna start out in the present and then we're gonna tell the story from the past, mm -hmm. and like it kind of like shifts in like the time um, and when it is like is that. Is that something that you like to use a lot? Was that just, you know, where where did that decision come from to kind of like jump around like that? Because I really like it, but I'm just curious where your head's at with yeah, that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, a lot of it, uh, it like uh, really heavily inspired by Blue Valentine. I don't know if you ever saw Blue Valentine. I didn't actually. Ryan Gosling, Michelle Williams, beautiful film. Um, honestly, one of my favorite films of all time. But like, it's kind of along the same line as where it's very, it, they, you know, they start off in the present moment and they kind of see this relationship, you know, where it's at at that moment, it's kind of broken. They're kind of falling apart. And then it comes back to the beginning, you know, like the past where they first meet and how they kind of fall in love. So it's this back and forth. And it's, um, that was a big thing I really wanted to um, do with this film because it was just like, um, not only did we, I took, a, I took a lot of things from that movie. Um, the way it was shot, like all of our past scenes are very handheld. We shot it on a specific camera. And then when we shot the more present scenes, a lot of it was more stabilized shots shot on a completely different camera. Um, 
we wanted to catch that we wanted to differentiate the um the past and the present and we also um shot it within we shot it within a six month span of time so mm-hmm. we we would shoot every we would shoot like a weekend every couple of months and uh we wanted to really try to get the character you know see the growth in the characters and kind of see you know just we wanted to see time you know we wanted to see time the best that we could with you know of course it was very low budget um and uh it took a lot of time a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of effort a lot of hard work to really get done um but it was something that i think we all became really proud of it's definitely my baby um because that was one thing that i really that i wrote and just had a very very i was very passionate about it and uh it became something that i still really thoroughly enjoy and uh yeah i hope a lot of people can relate to it for sure yeah there's definitely a lot in there that i can relate to personally um i don't want to like give away too many spoilers for people that are gonna hopefully go out and watch this because it's it's a great film um thanks man but uh yeah like um what was i gonna say uh so yeah kind of one thing i noticed about this um is the character first of all it's like hard for me to like even realize that it's you the guy the main character acting because mm-hmm. you look so different now like and yeah. i mean that in like a really complimentary way like you know you yeah look i lost movie, i lost a lot of weight now. since yeah. then yeah <laughs> yeah no it's like it's like i actually had to ask ryan i didn't know how to ask you because i was like this is an awkward question i'm like is this taylor <laughs> it's like the main character because it just you look so different now and like a really you know awesome way you, you lost weight you look so healthy and, and it's great to see but um yeah i guess like with that you know you're a musician in the movie or a kind of like a musician that used to be you know mm-hmm. really busy being a musician and mm-hmm. um you know i guess like is part of this sort of like you know kind of going going back to like writing about what you know like is that like are you just like okay i want to like i know what it what it's like to be a musician i know what it's right like to like write a song for someone like you mm-hmm. do in one of the scenes um is that like is that are you just reflecting on your own life in, in a way there and trying to put it out in a movie or like how does that go it's very similar um because it's like yeah the whole alcoholic aspect that's something i personally never dealt with but i know people and friends that have dealt with the alcoholism and struggled through a lot of that but for my own personal take on the character was that he is you know this former musician and just kind of what i still see myself as like this former original musician and uh you know really trying to find his inspiration again until he meets mallory in the movie where he gets that inspiration he writes for this song a fun tidbit to know about that scene there's that there's a, a guitar scene in it where he surprises her with a song that he wrote for her. um the one that was playing mallory Brittany, she when I, the way that i directed this and wrote it i remember sending her the script and she loved it she wanted to be a part of it i sent her the script but that guitar scene was not in the script that i sent her Mm, that's interesting. I, I saw you post about that. I wanted to talk about that for sure. Um, yeah, she she was like, that was the big thing. It was like, okay, well, like, of course, everybody else know that was on the crew knew that this scene was happening. Um, we had it planned out. I remember one day we were like, okay, I told my assistant director, I was like, hey, man, just take take Brittany and take the, you know, the rest of the people that we really don't need there right now. Take them out to lunch. 
was like, we're going to go. And then we made it some excuse to like, oh, yeah, we got to go do something. And then, like, of course, like the rest of us went back to the, my apartment at the time. And uh, I was like, OK, well, let's let's set up for this scene. And then as I was like, told my AD, I was like, hey, let me know when you guys are here. He texts me and I was like, I went down to get Brittany. I was like, hey, I was like, hey, you want to come? I just want to make sure that you um, like how the, how, you know, the setting looks up here. And of course, at that time, the cameras were already rolling. The audio was rolling. And we opened, <laughs> came in that door. She saw the cameras in her face and she didn't know what the hell was going on. But she went with it like a champ. That's she was great. like, okay. She, yeah, she just went with it like, okay, like she, you know, okay. We went with it. I went and grabbed the guitar. She didn't know this song existed. So that whole scene right there, along with a few other scenes in the film, she was completely blindsided, had no idea. So those were just like organic reactions. Those That's awesome. Legit, yeah, those are legit reactions in that scene. And then, yeah, a few other scenes that we had in the movie. So it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of it was something I've never done um, yeah. to kind of do that kind of directing and that kind of style, which was very relative to Blue Valentine and something that I wanted to do. And I think it worked out for, um, I guess, the reactions I wanted to truly get out of yeah. everybody. For sure, and I think that's a that's an interesting thing with uh, with that scene you're describing. Is like, um, I think to pull something like that off, you would have to trust her to be the kind of actress that would just roll with it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really interesting thing, like the trust and like the kind of being upfront about just really being careful about who you work with and stuff, and like really bringing people that you just know, like you knew, like you set up this whole thing because you probably knew that she was going to be cool with it. She's going to, she's going to fly with it, which I think is awesome. And I think that kind of something like when I think about uh, bands I've been in and stuff and like, you know, recording and all that kind of stuff, there's a lot of trust there too, you know, of like, um, you know, I never wanted to tell, tell someone yeah, I'm a guitar player and singer like that. Those are the parts that I write, you know, but I never wanted to tell the bass player, like, here's how you should play bass. You know, it's more like, I'm going to trust you to come up with something cool and just, just go for it, you know, and, and put you on the spot in that way. And it's, it's almost always better that way to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if filmmaking is like that too, where it's just sort of like, you know, we kind of talked about your um, arts and crafts uh, skit with Jimmy, like putting that trust into your buddy to talk about the mm -hmm. beer can art, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. does it work that way with, with film? Like you probably have to trust everyone that it's involved with it to like really have that good atmosphere. I don't know. Yeah. And it's a, uh, and that's something that I'm very particular about, of course, and a lot of people are probably in the same boat. I'm very, I'm very particular in who I trust, especially with something, you know, a project of mine. Um, the people that, of course, that like with in a moment and like m many of my other films that I've shot back, back home, uh, the crew that I had were also some of my really good friends that I've worked with on multiple projects and, I was like, I know their skill set. I know that they're super talented. I know that they can make this happen on the vision that, excuse me, with the vision that the vision that I wanted from it. And they just come to life. And uh, I remember when I first talked to Brittany about the script to Anne in a Moment. She she was super interested in it. Um, I'm a rear. It's so funny because it's like the the same scene where um, where James and Mallory first meet in that record store. Uh, that was the first day that we shot with Brittany. And that was also the first day that I personally met her outside of like text conversations and emails. Oh, wow. So it was okay. like, a, so it was kind of like, so like the awkwardness that was in that scene was 
literally an awkwardness that was kind of going on because it was our first time meeting and working with each other. So it was like, I just was like, okay, I know other works that she's been in. I know how good she was. I was like, I was like, I think she's going to kill this role. And, you know, she, she didn't disappoint. And I gave her, I gave her the same opportunity to take some of the scenes like, Hey, like even in the script, it was like, Mallory explains this to James without any context. And I just said, Hey, take that, take that, uh, that plot and pretty much just do your own thing with it. And then, uh, you know, get the, my reaction out of it on screen. Yeah. It's like, how would you, how would, how would you interpret your character would say this, you know, which is kind of cool to put that trust. in. so like, I think, and also a very, um, it comes off as very genuine that way, you know? And I think that's, that's, I don't know. That's like the most important thing I think about any kind of art that I'm taking in. It's like when I see it, I want to know that the artist meant it. You know, I want to mm-hmm. I want to feel that. And I think, you know, that's a good way to get that across is like what you're saying is like doing fun stuff like that, which is fun. You like really don't know what's going to happen, which is exciting and also probably a little scary and like all that stuff. Like it's not a risk that you had to take, but it's like I think it comes off as more genuine. And I think that's really really important um absolutely so yeah so uh you know kind of i want to talk about the alcoholism stuff it's something that thankfully i've never really had to deal with myself but um you know it's a it's something that it's a it's a theme within this this film um Mm -hmm. so uh is that like i guess what kind of pressures are there around that to like get it right to like to to be like respectful of what it's like to go through being an alcoholic you know you, do you know what i'm yeah. saying like you know what feel, how much research do you have to do to, to really nail something like that because you did a great job with it but you know i appreciate it. yeah i think it was more along the lines of like the people that were extremely close to close to me that have dealt with it um one of them one of them being my dad um mm. so just kind of dealing with that personally and like kind of the struggles that he dealt with and how it kind of put like kind of a damper on his and I relation, his and I relationship. And, um, I just kind of took that and I really wanted to put that and just like, that's make it more personal and more genuine. Um, wasn't really me doing any research. Yeah. It was just more for personal experience and, you know, him and some of my friends that have dealt with it and, just kind of taking what I knew and then kind of, you know, hopefully, you know, conveying it the best way I possibly could. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, yeah. Cause I know like if I was going to write a song about that, it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like I would have to like talk to some people for, I don't know, like for me, right. like just, but you know, then again, you know, you had that personal experience with someone that you love and cared for, you know, that, went through that. So that's, you mm-hmm. know, that makes a lot of sense that you would kind of be able to write from that place. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I guess another thing that I wanted to get across too is, you know, that just from kind of watching this and knowing about you and like all the different stuff you do, it just seems like with, with film, people see the, the end product. Right. And they're like, Oh, that was really cool. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but I think they might not know how many different forms of art are within that. I think it's really interesting and I'm sure there's more that I'm not capturing, but like there's like visual art, like, you know, really figuring out what the scenes need to look like and how to capture like the visual part of things. There's writing. You have to write the story, the dialogue, uh, music, 
um, either selecting music or I, I believe you probably played some of the songs that were in that. I, I'm not positive, but I, I would imagine yeah. I know at least that scene. Yeah, but, that scene, especially actually all the all the acoustic tracks that you heard, all the acoustic guitar tracks that you heard on it was was stuff that I wrote. That's cool. Um, so that was another that was another fun thing that we did. Um, so like all the all the past scenes, all the really organic scenes when they first met is my own original music that I wrote for the, for the um, wrote and recorded for the um, soundtrack. And then all the stuff like the orchestral and like stuff that you hear towards the end and more on those present scenes. Um, I had my buddy um, Daryl John Hannah Hannon from, uh, from actually, I think he's from London and he actually did the music for great, really fantastic composer. I've worked with him on, on another film of mine. And uh, so he pretty much took that and ran with it. So it's like, it was kind of this cool, nice contrast, another cool contrast to do. Um, and yeah, it was just a lot, yeah, a lot of work to put in with trying to get everything to make it look, you know, the way that we wanted it to without making it, I guess, uh, look too s staged and, you know, yeah. make it, you know. It's a balance for sure. It's It's gotta Absolutely. be and like the clothes too, even like that, that's a choice right there that people mm -hmm. might not think about, but like, I'm sure that was very intentional. Like all the mm -hmm. outfits that you are wearing in the movie and stuff. Is that like, is that something like, are you, are you talking about that beforehand? Like, how does that go? Do you bring different outfits to the set and see, pick one or like, how does that work? Like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> well, know anything of, about that. <laughs> well, a lot of it, like, um, since he, since his character is a former musician, a lot of the stuff that he is wearing in, in it is like is band tees. And a lot of those band tees were actually, uh, friends of mine local in local bands in my hometown so it's like okay so it's also kind of representing them but also kind of representing that music aspect that you know he was in the scene and because i mean that's what i was i was in you know the original scene for quite a while and um so to, i guess that was the same and then with uh with her with uh britney's character she i had the i had certain ideas of how i wanted wanted to look and then she kind of was like hey this is what i got how do you feel about this but yeah that works you know she'd always bring certain outfit like multiple outfits and then we'd always like okay yeah that would work good for this scene that shirt would work good for this scene it's just kind of those those little things like how how well would it look for the character as well as how would it complement you know um my character on the on the film so it's kind of like that 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 balance like you were saying that really nice balance to really also put that trust in like hey this is this is your character i want you to also feel like you own this character and this is you you know when you're yeah. on 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 screen and she took it and she ran with it and she killed it and i think uh yeah i think it was a really good time to be to have that happen especially having you know of course the amazing crew that we had on set to help with every other thing so i didn't have to do everything all at once right so it's, it's right cool. well well that's the thing i think you know you know when you see like a you know a movie and you're like oh that was a great movie and then you see the credits and it's just like forever there's so many things mm -hmm. that you're like what is that person what does that even mean like yeah <laughs> and it's it's like it's because there are just so many aspects of art that go into one thing and like i think you know obviously you know when you're like kind of yeah more independent filmmaker and stuff i'm sure you have to take on a lot more roles than someone who would just be a director of a movie you know or something like mm -hmm. that you know um but 
yeah, I guess that that's a really interesting thing of like trying to take on a lot of different roles within that. Like is, I guess, um, how much collaboration you do within, within your like filmmaking stuff. Cause I know you do that with Jimmy. Um, I know you have cast members and stuff, but like, as far as those kind of other things, like, you know, I know a lot of movies have like a music supervisor. They'll, they'll go out and find the music for certain mm-hmm. scenes. Um, you know, they'll have, just all sorts of stuff. Like, do you, Mm -hmm. do you outsource this stuff ever? Or is it more like you want to have, you know, kind of control over a lot of, like, how does that go for you? Um, I I, I mean, of course I would love, and that, I guess it also comes down. It's like who I can trust. And then what's within the budget too. I mean, it's, uh, it's always great to get people who are passionate and want and like love the project and want to be a part of it um because most i mean pretty much most of every project that we've done it's no one's no one's getting paid for it i'm not getting paid i'm most of the funds that come from it are really coming out of my pocket um so it's like you know to get these people that really want to be a part of something and you know and not even wanting to get paid to do it really just wanting to be a part of something more and be a part of the process um it's it's inspiring and it's um it's amazing to have those kind of people that are just wanting to do that. And, uh, with my crew back home, we, uh, we had a a lot of crew. Of course it was still a small crew, but it was great to have somebody there doing the audio, someone who, you know, who is way better at, you know, cinematography than I am and have them be behind the camera, worry about the look of the film. Um, and then having, you know, of course I've had, it, I've also done a lot of acting and directing, like I guess for, with the Jimmy stuff, when it comes to the Jimmy stuff, um, it started off as me, all right, me getting the beers, me uh, acting, shooting, lighting, literally doing, it was a one man show. And then I brought on my buddy, Ryan, who helped um, a different Ryan. Um, he's, he helped out with uh, doing all the different kind of stuff, um, helping helping set up and being a part of that is like just having that extra hand and eventually it just kept growing. We got our buddy Matias on. And now for this episode, we got like, what do we got? Like five or six crew members now helping out with specific things. I was like, sweet. Awesome. I was like, that That's way awesome. I can just, I can finally have an episode where I can just help produce and act. And then my buddy Matias direct my buddy Chico shoot the thing, you know? So it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, because that's the other thing about what you're doing. It's like, oh, by the way, you you're also the lead actor in the, in these yeah. like things. So it's it's like you know, it's a lot of stuff to think of behind the camera, but then you know to also get in the zone of being in that character's place and like uh, that that just has to be a lot. And I know like for I I don't have any acting training or anything like that. Um, and one time a while ago, I was asked to be in a short film it was like a college kind of somebody was putting together a film for like a class or something you know mm-hmm. and like we need a guy to come in as like a hipster and i'm like okay <laughs> like i'll i'll just show up and like try you know and yeah i had one line i don't think i couldn't even tell you what the line was but i like i couldn't like i was so bad at it <laughs> it was just like so out of my like i think people think it's so natural to be an actor but it's like it you know, cause people make it look natural that are doing mm-hmm. it, you know, but it's, it's yeah, man. Like that moment of like, okay, you're on, this is your line. It was just like a, Oh my God. Yeah. You gotta get terrible. stage fright a little bit. Yeah. Like if I had my guitar and I was singing a song, it'd be fine. Like I'd done that a million times, but that, yeah. that whole thing, like, what do I wear? Like just that one little stupid role mm-hmm. in a college 
film. You know, it was just like I couldn't I couldn't deal. I was terrible. I'm sure <laughs> no. I didn't end up in the movie. I'm I mean like a thousand percent positive. <laughs> I mean, I feel I mean, like most of the I mean, most of the shit that I've acted in um has been my own stuff. So it's like, yeah. you know, I'm not trained i didn't go to school for acting or anything like that it was just something that i was like you know what let me i want to try it i want to see if i'm any good at it and like you know might as well you know act in my own shit and just create roles for myself and kind of just challenge myself like like with uh, my film failure it was like um it was it was one of those things where i woke up one day and i was like you know i want to shoot like a little a little micro short and was like, all right, I ended up shooting it, acting it, editing it. Um, and a lot of it was mostly improv. And then it was just kind of like, um, just I just wanted to test out my abilities, you know, as an actor and really just challenge myself. That's what, you know, I think that's the best thing for any creative is to just really just challenge themselves, you know. And so like, I've always... I don't, I don't like to settle. I've always, I'm always striving to be better. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm great. I don't think I'm, I don't even think I'm good most of the time, but it's like, you know, I try and I always know that I can always be better than the last project that I was. And that's what I try to achieve. Well, there, there's plenty of singers out there. It's interesting that you should say that you don't feel like you're good because I, I watch it. And I'm like, this dude's great. But like, it's, you know, <laughs> It's it's funny how many times you'll hear like some of the most popular singers in the world be like, I can't stand the sound of my voice. Like and it's just mm -hmm. like, but the world loves you. You're right. <laughs> you know? it's like you've you're so you've sold millions of albums. Like, how do you not mm -hmm. like so it's it's an interesting thing about how we like reflect on ourselves and our own art, I guess. Um but, absolutely. But yeah. Um so yeah, kind of uh, you know, we kind of started to talk about the beginning of this like how you know you shift scenes and stuff and you know kind of time frames um i wanted to ask because I, I meant to ask back you know back when we were talking more about this but you know when you're doing that do you like write the story of their like if say you're in the writing process right so mm -hmm. do you write the story of their relationship from beginning to finish and then decide what part goes where in the movie or is it like are you writing it kind of mixed like that like how do you think about this stuff um yeah for like and in a moment it was like it was it's funny because like i think the script originally is like i think maybe 25 pages long um and like the film by the end of it ended up becoming like 43 minutes long um which is a lot longer than what i was expecting and hoping it to be but it was like one of those things that we shot so many different shot over that span of you know six months and then shooting you know weekend here weekend there and uh it just became more of a thing because i remember i spent i think i spent like a year and a half to two years in post-production with it just editing it and like i was like okay i want to get this right and we had so much we had so much footage um like there was a lot of even like because we had we ended up making the blu-rays and we put like a bunch of deleted scenes on there and behind the scenes type stuff there's a lot of stuff that we didn't add put in the film because like it's gonna be too much we don't need this but it's like we made a lot of these like and you probably saw a lot of these like home video type segments in the film with within the film itself and that was kind of one of those things that we wanted to make it seem organic and whatnot but a lot of those things it's like okay well we even though there was there's a few other scenes that we did shoot um specifically that were in the script and then it's like okay well this doesn't really fit into the editing um, but this this uh, scene does. And so it's like we had these little extra scenes that we ended up creating. And a lot of it just really came together in the editing room. And uh, that's cool. 
yeah so that was a, that was a definitely a process and uh yeah i wasn't expecting it to be as long as it was but uh i'm i'm, I'm happy with it yeah well it's interesting how that goes sometimes you just have to like i just feel like with with songs or whatever you know whatever you're creating songs is the way that i can relate so i'll always bring that up but like you know it's just kind of like uh i've never you know there's like a temptation to keep it not super long but like i don't really think about that when i'm writing writing the song i Mm. just like want the song to be a good song and then i worry about the other stuff and like if it's super long, I might think about some things like, does this part actually serve the song or not? And it sounds like that's what you're talking about with cutting out footage and stuff. Um, So I think that's a really interesting thing as well. Um, But okay. So, you know, we talked about how the movie starts uh, with kind of like, you know, present day and then it kind of goes back later on. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I want to talk about how the movie ends. It ends with a quote. And I think that's a really cool artistic decision. And it's uh, it's a quote from Samuel Decker Thompson. And it says, how beautifully fragile are we that so many things can take but a moment to alter who we are forever. I don't think I read that for forever. I don't mm-hmm. think I read that in a, a beautiful, <laughs> I'm not going to win any awards for the way that I read that, but, uh, but we got there to the end of it. Um, no, it's, uh, I guess I'm wondering like where that choice to, to end with a quote comes from i think that's really cool um yeah it was it's one of those things i remember seeing that quote online and uh i was like man i really enjoy this quote um i think um i think i I saw that quote before we shot the film and i was like man i really love this quote i ended up buying uh samuel's book and uh i've talked to him a few times on you know facebook good guy um yeah, he wrote a book called uh, I think it's called Our Fucked Up Hearts, and okay. uh, and uh, it's it's crazy. It's I mean, like it's a very emotional book, um, very very well thought out. Um, but there was that quote, and I was just like, man, I really enjoy this because it's it's true. It's crazy how how no matter what life throws at you, it's like just like that, things can change, you know, with the blink of an eye, and it's just like you aren't expecting it and you know and there's always those little things that you do or something that happens in your life that literally puts your life in a different direction that you weren't intending or weren't expecting and i really wanted to add that quote um, because i think it really fit well with not only the film but just life in general you know absolutely um yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. So uh, you have to look out for that book and maybe get him on the show or something. We'll we'll see. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, to my listeners, please go check out staticheartproductions.com. Did I get that yep. right? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, jimmyarcurio.com or just look that mm-hmm. up on YouTube and you'll find his web series and it's awesome. Um, other than that, just just follow this dude he's awesome he's doing so much stuff and like i'm sure the next time we talk and like hang out through ryan or something you'll be telling me about some brand new project that doesn't exist right now that is <laughs> amazing as well so I'm, I'm really you know i'm really excited to see what what comes next for you and stuff and I, i'm so thankful that you came to talk to me today so thank you very much hey man i really appreciate having me on it's been good it's been a real good time thank you for listening to the greetings from wherever podcast to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash brianwolfmusic or just like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you and we'll see you next time.